Yeah, so I'm bringing in my next guest, man. She, you know, she goes by the name of Reverend D. Reverend Deetra L. Mason is affectionately known, affectionately known as Rev D by most of the people in her life. Rev D is living her life purpose and is the founder of the life coaching business 2020 Radical Gold Diggers. She's an ordained minister and a certified life coach. Her passion is helping and coaching others be all that God has them to be. Amen. Her slogan is a better you make a better world. Okay, she graduated from the New York Theological Seminary and holds a Bachelor of Science degree. Rev D has has been a pastor and teacher of Christian education and a certified international chaplain. She has been married for over 33 years, 32 years, amen, and is a proud mother. She loves relationship coaching and helping others build a powerful relationship with God. In addition to coaching, she ministers to those in prison and lives and lives her life giving hope to the hopeless. She's a public speaker of empowerment, a teacher, writer, and produces her own podcast, Rev D 2020 Radical Gold Diggers. Her services will help others to have 2020 vision for the future and with themselves. Welcome to the show, Reverend D. How are you doing, Queen? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I am doing great. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah. tell. That's, that's a burst of energy right there. Thank you. I take that. That's a blessing, you know? Yes. Yes. I try to keep myself in a, a frame that that energy that we put out is the energy that will come back. So I try to keep myself excited about just being alive because we know just a year ago, nothing was certain. So just to be here today to talk to you about, you know, self-improvement and things like that just gets me excited. Yeah, me too. It's a blessing to have you on. You know, you're doing a lot of great things right there, and we're running parallel with one another. But I'm going to ask you a question. Like, how challenging is it for you, or was it for you, especially last year, 2020, where everything is going on? How challenging for you, personally and professionally, to really keep an uplift attitude, uplifted attitude? Because that was really challenging, even for the best coaches out there. Yes, absolutely. Um, it was really to the point where, as a minister, that we really had to put our money where our mouth is and to let people know that we have to continue to have faith in God, no matter what it looks like. <laughs> we have to continue to know that, you know, God um, is on our side and we ought to be on God's side and believe that what he is doing right now is going to be for the benefit of us in the future. So it was very challenging. It was a lot of uh, prayer meetings and all kind of things going on, especially, you know, services. So it, it was very challenging. But we really, I really believe that God prepared us for that time and the time we are going through and that we really had to put our money where our mouth is. Now use all that we know to um, certainly point others to to him, you know? Yeah, it was very challenging dealing with my clients, dealing with my own mental and emotional health, you know, with everything was going on as far as uh, the elections and the, uh, the vaccine and COVID and um, being an African-American male, leaving out the house every day. Oh, a stress on me. And I was like, ooh, this is unparalleled to anything I have ever been through in my life. So it's just compounded. So when I was dealing with my clients doing telehealth and everything like that, it's like, it's like, you're okay? I'm like, yeah. It was hard for me to, you know, I had to go get a coach myself. <laughs> I was like, I need to talk. <laughs> it was right. Crazy. It's, it's that's healthy. That is healthy to to know that you need to to talk about it, and you know that that was very wise in your your part. And I'm glad that you're saying that because a lot of people um, don't want to 
talk for whatever reason, but it's so healthy when you can share your thoughts and then find out that you're not the only one having those thoughts, <laughs> you know, and then and then we can feed off one another to build each other up. So that's very important that we get into a group that we can um, talk about what is going on around us and how we can lean into it to um, somehow come out better than we were while we were in it. Yeah, yeah. How has this whole situation with everything going on over the last year, how, how have you positively benefited from it? Because so many people did not benefit from it, but so many people, I mean, they really benefited from it as far as their personal life and their professional uh, careers as well. How has how has uh, you benefited from it? How have you benefited from it? I have benefited from it from maximizing on the time. Um, and, and when I say that, we had a lot of time to be in the house and figure out <laughs> what can we do with this time. So that's what I did. I maximized the time that God had allowed me to sit down and, and look at <laughs> what was going on and how I can be useful in this situation to others. And this is when um, Gold Diggers really kicked off because there were so many people that really said, if I had time (laughs) to work on my goals, what would I do? And all those ambitious people um, really gravitated to my podcast. They gravitated to my Gold Table Talk. And we took what we have shelved in our lives, our own dreams and aspirations, took those off the shelf and said, hey, why we have to sit here, you know, and, and be safe and follow, you know, the rules, we can work on ourselves. And that really helped a lot of people. A lot of people had to work from home. And so they were home and able to do it. And a lot of people had a lot of time to, you know, be creative <laughs> with their mind and let that part come out. So that's how I maximize helping people to develop and, and developing on my show. Yeah, that's awesome. So did your broadcast and did the Gold Diggers platform, was it birthed out of uh, being quarantined or was it something that you already had in, in your playbook? It was birthed out of the quarantine. I already had started my coaching business um, in 2019. So when 2020 kicked in, um, I was already working on my coaching business. And then when the quarantine hit, that's when I had to absolutely, you know, figure out, well, what can I do now? And that's when I got into the podcast and became a a writer of the podcast, an editor, and just (laughs) let it kick off. And it was really um, a blessing to so many others that were listening to the content that I was putting out at that time, you know. And, you know, lean into this situation. Don't don't get yourself all in a a tizzy, you know, because we're powerless in, in, in that, you know, that we can't do anything about it right now about this, you know, uh, COVID-19, but we can do something about some of the things that we need to work on within ourselves and and get out there and be that entrepreneur, you know, get out there and be that that artist, get out there and, and be that CEO that, you know, you can be, you know, so we can work on those things, so, and even get out there and be a politician, <laughs> make change. You know, that's why we call ourselves the radical gold diggers because it's about making radical changes within ourselves and, and changing our mindset to, yeah. you know, line up with what God would have us to be. Right. And that's great because, you know, people had to learn how to pivot during the times exactly. of you know, uncertainty and chaos and death. Um the COVID, you know, and, and when I talked to a lot of high performers, they were able to pivot and they had a growth mindset. They were able to create platforms for themselves to generate more income 
for themselves and uh, often then people who have a set mindset they, they kind of like fell off like okay I don't know what I'm going to do just give me unemployment and, you know, and I was like man this is a perfect time right now we didn't realize it at the time but so many people were able to generate income create that business write that book start a blog whatever they did lose weight gain weight whatever they want to do so many took this time to improve. And I'm, I'm looking, because you, you said something, you said, um, a better you makes a better world. Like, that's a perfect quote during these times of still uncertainty and everything like that. Because you, you know, when you take care of yourself, you become, it's a gift to the world. You know, when you become a better person. So when I read that, I started thinking about that. So... I mean, what what do you find it challenging for people, you know, potential clients that people just come looking for help? Do, do they have a set mindset or a growth mindset? Are they open to change? Are they coachable? You know, how you know how how do you determine who's coachable and who's not? What's, what's the sign? Coaching is about the future, and when people come to me, they are ready to brighten that future and they use me to you know they, they could be in a cloud and they use me to help them see that vision more clearly so 2020 is is not about the year it's about a vision you seeing yourself with that vision because if you see yourself that way then you're able to walk into what your purpose is and that's what I bring clarity to and yes people come in coachable they they want it (laughs) and that's really the the big key that they want to you know um to improve in those areas so they can walk in their greatness I always tell people we were made by greatness to do great things and um you know, but with all the static in the world and all the things that would make someone not, you know, blossom into what they're supposed to be, that's what I try to filter out and say, you can get through all of that. <laughs> you can get through all of that if you're focused. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's very important. Yep. Yeah, and I keep people in alignment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you keep people accountable. Do you do you do they have like um, action goals that they have to do on a daily basis before they come back to another session with you? Like checkpoints. Of oh yeah. What, awesome. Yeah, awesome. they they leave with homework. Is that yeah, what they, you're talking about? They yeah, they yeah, leave yeah. With, with homework. Yeah, because you, you know when you say when you said I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. When you say keep them in line and then just kind of like, you know, keep people accountable for self-improvement, you know, especially when you're dealing with the relationship with others, you know, a lot of people realize they don't get along well with others, you know, now, um, doing last year when people were quarantined with each other, you know, domestic violence shot up probably 30, 40% in certain areas of the country, even in abroad, like in London and stuff like that, you know, um, so improving your relationship with your spouse or your significant other, you know, like you're home, you know, you're seeing each other, you're on top of each other every day, you know, was that challenging for anybody, you know, because so many people uh, dealt with, you know, a lot of arguments in the household. I mean, from my client's standpoint, you know, they, you know, was going through a situation with marriage and all of a sudden, the quarantine, you know, they can't get along with one another, but at the end of the day, you know, they were able to seek help and seek therapy and get to uh, realize that they got to get, get through this together. So did you have any clients or anything in your practice that was like, you know, pretty much compatible to that? Because I know was a lot going on for coaches um, last year and this year. Yes. Um, I can honestly say in our group Table, uh, gold table talk when we have our group discussions that was certainly something that was brought up 
with the gold diggers and you know the way I was able to facilitate that and try to um, bring um, a solution is to really lean into it you know for me I've been married a long time now we both had you know jobs but to actually be together all that time believe it or not was even challenging for us me and 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 my husband so I was able to you know use myself as an example and and how we handle it and 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 try to you know help others to you know lean into it and not look at it so much you know as a negative now a lot of people lost jobs and we know that a lot of the arguments or you know unrest can come from financial strain and you know um and it could be blamed on either one you know if you lost your job or you know that type of thing so I was very aware of the root of a lot of these types of arguments that you know that you're faced with but that is a challenge and I always try to tell people the challenges you have today will not be the challenges you have tomorrow but the way you deal with that challenge today is going to help you deal with those challenges better tomorrow so that is something that you know there was something in there for them to learn learn more about yourself you know and and I think that is that was the win for our relationship that we became stronger and learned more about ourselves because twice kept you're just moving you know you're just moving and got used to just moving in and out and in and out of each other's face but when you have to be in the same space for all that time, and now the sports are not there, and all the things that used to be there are not there, I think it was an opportunity to grow closer together, and and that's what I try to get people to see. This this is opportunity. This is time yeah. to to work on some things that are, are laying dormant, you know, and um. And that was the way I was able to help them because I too was going through the same thing. Yeah, yeah and I think I think a lot of coaches had to figure some things out in their own personal life and in professionals because they, you know, people are married, people are in relationships, and people are dealing with other people's emotions, and so you have to figure out, you know, what's happening for yourself first before you can even consult with clients you know like you know it's hard to tell people how to stay empowered and, and, and keeping keep them in line when your own life is chaotic doing this process you know and I sat back just like you and I had to analyze it from objectively I had to, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame you just put it like that I had to step out of the frame and look at the picture and say oh okay I'm going to have to pick a couple of things because I'm not used to being home all day. Exactly. It was challenging. I was you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to go downstairs to the office. Like, I'm going out of the building, to the, you know, going to work. You know, I was prepared like I'm about to leave the house, but I'm going downstairs. And I said, don't come down here. I tell my wife, I'm going to look. You do you, I'm gonna do me, and we come back. She said, "Nah, we just, you know, we we gonna work up here together." I said, "Nah, I need to be gone for a little while." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I needed that. You know, there's so much going on. I really had to deal with my emotional um, uh, where I'm, where I was emotionally because I was going through it, and I had to place a phone call to get some objectives so who who do you find that men are less likely to come to you for help compared to women absolutely absolutely I do I do um, you know with uh, gold table talk most of the people that join that zoom session are women and um you know, I don't, I don't know why the men 
don't want to chime in because when they do, and, and thank goodness for my husband that, that chimes in, they enjoy hearing it from a man's perspective. So, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I would have to, um, I guess, figure out how, I, how can I attract more men because, you know, the women really enjoy their perspective on, you know, over the same type of uh, situation. Well, how does a man see it? But, you know, and um, they really enjoyed um, some of the interviews I did do with my husband and I. We did some relationship podcasts and they did enjoy that. So I'm going to have to come on your show. I'll be a guest on your show. <laughs> so I, I can Please. deliver Please. Yeah, some, some male content. But, you know, um, my therapist, she was saying that men are four times less likely to connect because as men we were told to be macho and suck up our feelings and even at birth as a young young man coming up even to this day you know taking on the chin like a man figure it out figure it out and so but she says the way that she attracts males is to say that women us we make we tell men that you are considered a superhero when you come in for therapy. It's not considered weak to come in and say what's on your heart and speak what's on your mind. They consider them to be supermen, super super strong and superheroes to come in oh, yeah. and let. Absolutely. And then also men, if you're men, when you listen to this, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, these are from clinical professionals. Men are most likely to die faster than women because they keep stuff balled up, which causes stress. Okay, you don't. And then the sign of, and then you get depressed, you get anxiety, you know, dealing with all this stuff. So the signs of depression in men is irritability, frustration, anger, alcohol consumption, you know, self-medication, you know, frustration. I said that. You know, standoffish, you know, gambling, and we don't recognize what we're going through. And it's a sign of depression and anxiety in men. So next time, men, you find yourself irate or women when you find your man acting crazy all the time, what's wrong with him? He could just be depressed. And that's common right now with a lot of men going on with everything going on in the world right now. So understand that. So I have to ask you that question, um, Rev D, because... You know, men, you know, we're stubborn. <laughs> we don't want to talk. Ah, I don't want to talk about it right now. But you got to get it out because it's a slow it's a slow killer, okay? That's stress. I don't want to do it. It is. It is. You know, we, we just did a gold table talk about conquering the enemy within. And it was really about using strategies to beat yourself, you know, but if you're stubborn, like you just mentioned, it's harder to, um, you know, to navigate around your own situation. So, you know, a lot of the battles are within, you know, um, alcoholism is, is the end result, but it's not the root of the problem. And, and that's what I try to get people to, to look inside to see what is holding you <laughs> and, and, and anchor them back within themselves to be able to bring closure to that so they can move on. You know, a lot yeah. of the people that I have counsel, um, you know, are, are trying to get over something that happened in their childhood and have lived their whole adulthood uh, with no closure. So even though I'm a transformational coach and counseling is is not my thing, right? What I do is help people go towards the future. Counseling is really helping people in the past. But I will anchor back to see what is holding something that you really need that energy for you to go forward (laughs) into the future and get them to release that. But, um, yeah, people can definitely um be the enemy against themselves so that's what that podcast how do you conquer that enemy within and, and um and i got to, 
think about that. That's the biggest enemy, the enemy within. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, how do you what do you how do you feel about people who come in? They want the help, they need the help, but they are afraid to pull back that scab that has been healed, or they just let a callus over that wound, and they know if I pull back this scab, it's going to be painful. And people, I mean, how do you how do you deal with that? Because I know there's some things in my life I had to pull back the scab. I'll peel back a whole lot of layers and really get down deep. And um, I was I was shook when I did that when I was in counseling. So how do you know? How do you deal with clients? Because that you it's really growth is painful, all right. So how do you deal with clients that go through the pain? How it goes through the fear of experiencing the pain? Well, once again, I don't see them as just, you know, someone that's going through something unique. (laughs) I see them as someone that's going through something that just about everybody has gone through somewhere in their life. So I can always put myself in a pair of shoes and say, yes, I remember when. And even though what what I was given to get out of it may not be the same solution for them, but it will get them to think of how they can release it. You know, yeah. how you can bring um, sorrow. I mean, how you can bring um, um, closure to it. How you can heal. How you can say sorry <laughs> or receive the sorrow. You know, so because a lot of it is not even about what was done to you. It's about how you are processing it. Why am I holding it? You got to start asking your questions. Why is this still hurting? <laughs> you know, and and see why you're letting that live. Why are you letting that live? That, that's, that's gone. <laughs> why are you letting it live today? And, and, and what benefit is it to you? And then when you start looking at things from another perspective, like stepping out of it and looking at it, then you start saying, okay, let me get this lesson. Let me put this to rest and let me move on and make it, you know, make it better. There's always something in there that God wants you to see. There's always. And maybe you're holding on to you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. It could be, it could be the, that release, the liberate yourself can be that one component that can, you know, help your life, whether it's personal or professional, excel, you know, blossom to the next level. But if you're not afraid to let go or address certain situations that's, that's paralyzing you emotionally and psychologically, then you're going to be stuck for a long time. And what, one thing that I like what you said, like you're not afraid to put yourself in a pair of shoes, and that's excellent because great coaches always put themselves in their shoes, and they and they always coach from um, an experience that they have that can really uh, show empathy, you know, to people who need that help. You know, some people to say, uh, you know, just do this and do that. They go in by textbook. And that's fine, but when you can have an emotional connection with a client, a potential client, and this person understands, they can hear your conviction and your voice and your testimony, that's going to most likely encourage him or her to address whatever problem that they need to address and release the bondage from their heart and from their mind to really excel in life. So I'm glad that you said that you, you know, that you're not afraid to put yourself in shoes because if you walk it you can talk it most coaches cannot do that Rebbe <laughs> well Sorry. I would like to feel my uniqueness as a coach is that I have not only majored in theology which brings value to my clients who are spiritual but also you know it allows me to connect to connect them to their purpose you know, and, and that's what I like to um, get my clients to 
move and be goal-driven, you know. Um, I want to point them to, you know, the, the, the number one healer, you know. So I'm going to point them to the number one problem solver. And, and, and a lot of the people I coach are spiritual and they have no problem with God helping them to overcome their burden. You know, they, they have no problem um, growing and de- developing this, I believe, is a very valuable relationship to have is your relationship with um, God or your higher power, what you choose to call it. When you know there's something greater than yourself that can that can help you, <laughs> you know, and heal you, because, you know, it's not Rev D that's going to do. You know, I'm just going to point you to who can and who will if you would just trust and believe. You're the vessel. Say that again. You are the vessel. Exactly. And, you know, it's very important. I'm the portal. (laughs) I'm the portal, (laughs) the natural resource to help others to, you know, to to see God and to also to see within themselves that they can be all that God called them to be. They, you, you can do it, and yeah. and and yes, we can together. And I believe that's what God wants. He wants yeah. us to be together. You know, spouses. He wants us to work together to plug into each other because that's really the key. Once you plug into your spouse. And you become his complement or her complement, and not their competitor. Then you, then you have plugged into that energy of of love and wealth and and all those things that evolve in a relationship. When we can be, I can be who I am, and you can be who you are. But together, <laughs> we are. You know, it's, it's like it's, it's like that song. Um, 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 I forgot it's by Neil. He said, "You know, I'm a woman by myself, but we're a force and we're together, something like that." I remember that song. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a mystery you, if you've been married and <laughs> become at yeah. one. It, I yeah, believe I mean, that is so true. <laughs> yeah, I I've seen a lot of things. Uh, throughout my life and then especially in the course of uh, 2020 in, uh, in marriages and relationships like you know the, the husband was laid off because of COVID but the wife is still able to be the breadwinner and the husband became uh, jealous or like you said uh, in competition and really became envy and that really put uh, a strain emotional strain on the relationship because you know he felt like he himself was not in control of the finances and paying the bills and that's a that's an ego thing I know but if you got a wife you plugged into and she plugged into you for better for worse she's still working she makes the six figures you know you should just do your thing you know plug into her make yourself improve maybe get some more skills find another job you know start a business do something but he just couldn't get past it you know that became a problem for them and uh, she started making way more she got an extra bonus on top of that she started making way much more money than she was when he was working now you know he couldn't deal with it you know so now here coming a problem in the relationship and like we said finances is one of the biggest uh, issues when it comes down to uh, domestic violence or divorce and all that stuff like that so you know I understand what you're saying I, I, I've seen it I heard it and I'd be like Man, she ain't going nowhere she's holding you down until you can get your stuff together you know but he just rather just bark about it <laughs> I was like I didn't get it <laughs> but that's the mindset you know and uh, now they are not together and unfortunately, she's moved on to do some other things, you know, and she she lost 60 pounds, you know, now she's yeah. looking great and making money and moved on and, and he's out here looking like, looking crazy. 
and uh, <laughs> now he want to come back home, and it's and it's too late. It's too late, you know. So I was like, ah, I ain't nothing let me tell you, man. Let ego get in the way, man. You not let your ego get in the way. So let me let me ask you a question, um, Rev D. Do you feel that uh, we know we need to get back? God, I know this whole uh, COVID thing, quarantine, everything was going was a was a, a thing that he used to slow the world down, get people back to some. Do you think sometimes that people are very impatient with God, like they just want God to move when they need them to move? Like things are bad right now, oh Lord, oh Lord, but when things are great, <laughs> you don't even call. I mean, do you feel people? impatient with him sometimes? Yes, I, I feel that that impatientness comes through when you have not really surrendered that situation over to God. You, you really have not um, built your own relationship with God to the point where you're going to trust him. You know, and, and I, I respect anyone that, you know, that daily practices their faith so they can um, grow to an understanding that, you know, I, 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 I'm powerless. God has all the power. And yes, I want something right now. But because I have this relationship with my father, I know my father knows what's best for me and the timing that I should have it. So when we grow in this relationship with God and learn to trust him, then our impatience becomes less, and then we work and operate in the meantime. And what's the meantime? Why I'm waiting on God. What can I do? And that's what we leaned into during COVID. Okay, while we're waiting on God to get this vaccine together, what are we going to do? And this was opportunity, you know. So when people don't understand, you know, what's really going on, it's so much bigger than us, we just have to surrender to God. And that's why I like to always tell people, you really have to get to form this main relationship with the Lord. Because your relationship with the Lord is going to suggest your behavior in all your other relationships. (laughs) You know, it's going to, your relationship with your spouse is going to be dependent a lot on your relationship with the Lord. Because he's going to be working with you in these relationships. You know, if you got a, a, a bad relationship with your boy, you know, and you start leaning on God to help you to change this around for a promotion, then now you're tapping into the one, the source that can help you to overcome this, you know. So I believe, you know, that you have to really know and surrender to God to allow him to come into you so you can be all that you can be. So, you know, if people are atheists, that's that's a whole nother thing. I would, I, I, but if you're not, then I'm able to really steer you to to Him who who has, you know, all power. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I feel and recognize His power all the time. All the things He's been doing in my life, and I, I hear His voice loud and clear. Like you know that voice. That do you? <laughs> When that voice yes. comes here, you know that voice, you better attend shut and go go be obedient. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. You know, I said, oh, I, I better do this or he's going to spank me good. You know, so I, I better go do this right now. I feel good in my spirit, my heart. And I, I do know, you know, um, I waited, we created, we got blessed, and Moe is on one. I know in May alone, I walked away from two accidents two accidents in one month you know for somebody hit me and I went and sat down I'm like, <laughs> like okay what's the lesson of this <laughs> I'm like wow. trying to, yeah I was like what's the lesson of this I, I was able I wasn't even hurt and I was like both cars in the shop and I 
said, what's the lesson in this? You know, and I created, while I was sitting down again, I created a whole new uh, way, you know, to to uh, generate residual income, you know, and and I was like, okay, I always, I'm always looking for the silver lining in stressful situations because I know there is a lesson there, or opportunity there to learn and grow in that, in that unpleasantness and that and being comfortable. I said, oh, he rallied my cage right now, so I'm, I'm being uncomfortable right now. So I look at being uncomfortable as a blessing. You know, there's something coming down the pipeline. You know, I'm expecting something. You know, so but sometimes, you know, uh, like they say, you know, God would make you feel uncomfortable. He, you know, he stress you out sometimes to see if you are prepared or ready to receive the blessings that He got coming for you. And when I heard that years ago, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, so I always look at. Uh, these things as opportunities where other, a lot of people I know like they're always crying about it I said man you gotta look for the silver lining in this you know um, what's the blessing in this you gotta look at it you gotta find it and you gotta create something out of that you know and build on it you know and make sure that you you know you thank them and show gratitude for things you already have stop uh, crying about things you don't want because you have everything you need like people sometimes people mind be all over the place man scatter brain and I wake up I say you know I ain't got no pain in my body I'll be 54 soon thank you you know I got a you know, comfortable situation thank you you know what I mean it's like right. I never take granted right. I never well that's so, that's what coaching is all about it's about not necessarily telling somebody how to do it but given perspectives, you know, different perspectives that will provoke thought in their own mind to see it a different way. Because you can take someone in the dark and, and coach them to the light just by giving them a different perspective. Because what's keeping them in the dark is their thinking. <laughs> so you have to you know, change your perspective so they can say, the light bulb can go off and say, oh, okay, that's, that's it, you know. And that's what I, I, I love doing, you know, um, helping people see it from another perspective that will allow them to grow past where they are and, and, and to keep going. You know, Arthur, you said something that that struck me in my soul. Is now you was like, "What's keeping them, keeping them in the dark as they're thinking?" I had to write that down. <laughs> that was another nugget. That's that. Let me write that down. That's the enemy. That is, it's that thinking. It's all about the mindset. You know, I did a whole podcast about the subconscious. <laughs> And, you know, it's 5% conscious working and 95, that's nine. And there's a whole lot going on that you're not conscious about. So when you have a coach, a coach brings that awareness to the forefront for you to say, oh, okay, now what happens? You take control. You have just taken control over your mind. Because that subconscious is doing a whole lot of stuff. I mean, we have a whole lot of embedded, a lot, we have a whole lot of embedded cliches. There's a whole lot of bad stuff that's in there, right? That's not helping us. But when you bring the good stuff in and bring light to it and replace your, what I like to call your stinking thinking to yeah, a right thinking, then you can change your perspective you you can grow yourself, um, you know your, your self worth and and feel more empowered, you know, and your self esteem will really go up because a lot of this is coming from a poor place of of self esteem, you know, and when we start giving ourselves excuses, when we start, you know, saying, you know, we're not motivated 
all this is coming from somewhere, you know, and that's what we have to change. We have to change our thinking because anyone, anyone, I believe, yes, you can. Once I see someone saying they want to reach that goal, why not? What's going to stop you? And trust me, it's going to be you that's going to stop you. (laughs) What's going to stop you? You're gonna your your subconscious mind is gonna be the first person that pops in and says, You can't do that. You know exactly. you can't fit that. <laughs> you know right. you need to sit down on it. You don't you know, you you your mind. But, you know, changing your neural logistical programming, a lot of people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to change their thought processes. You know, your subconscious mind is like a, a tape recorder. It's going to record a lot of things that you're listening to, um, a lot of things that you're reading, a lot of things, a lot of people that you're following, you know, all that stuff like that. My subconscious mind ran crazy last year. I was like, man, I got to go get me a weapon. I got to do this. I got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was on but now I got a sense of now that I've got new people you know I have a sense of back to my regular self have a clarity and, and, and peace and um, understanding uncertainty uh, yes certainty yeah. will bring on anxiety uncertainty oh, yeah, is will bring on anxiety and we can be thinking about the end and you know conjuring up our own madness and just really driving ourselves into a tizzy if we're not aware of what we are doing (laughs) you are making yourself this way and you have to stop thinking that way and that's why it's so important to have the right people around you to, to see something that you may not be seeing because there was a lot of people that uh, suffered from anxiety during COVID and they and, and and you should have because it was one of those situations but then you had to say okay what can I do about this you know yeah. what can I do about this and when you answer that question to yourself you know and that's another one you got to answer that question then you'll be able to deal with it better you know, yeah. I'm powerless. We had such an amazing time with our Reverend D. She's such an incredible spirit. She dropped a lot of nuggets that were taking notes. You know, get your piece of the pie and enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> you know, and listen to my podcast. <laughs> that's right. Listen, listen, to, listen to the podcast. You know, she's a teacher. She's a, um, a public speaker, a writer, a producer podcast. So, you know, she's She's a woman of divine spirit, and she's helping a lot of people on the global stage become a better version of themselves. You know, imagine if you can become a better version of yourself. How how that how would that feel? What does it look like to you? What does it look like and feel like to your family? You know, you increase your assets. You know, increase your value to the world, to your immediate family. Like, can you see that for yourself? Can you feel that in your spirit right now? I know I can. You know, when you become a better version of yourself, that's the best gift that you can give to the world. Period. Yes. A better you makes a mm-hmm. A better you makes a better world. You know, but if you're grumpy and always self-sabotaging your life and you know you just all over the place i'm gonna tell you something man people don't want that around them they're gonna tolerate you because you may be family member or whatever but at the end of the day people don't really care for that type of emotional uh, disconnect and we understand a lot of things for a lot of people life but you got to get with people who are able to give you the right coaching practices like 2020 RGE, RGD, you know, Rev D, myself. There's a lot of people out there, but definitely uh, Reverend D, she got your got it on lock. So reach out to them, especially you men. Don't be afraid. Go in there, let your guard down. Stop playing with yourself because, you know, you need to be around, you know, another 20, 30 years, depending on who you are, and you want to be in good mental health. 
okay? You want to be in great emotional health. People don't understand, Revdy, that, you know, in the human body, the brain and the heart is only 14 inches apart from one another. But in that 14 mm-hmm. inches, it's a black, it's a war going on between your logical thinking and your emotional thinking. There's a black hole. Right. You can hear, you can hear the swords clinking, the yelling, <laughs> you can hear the guns going off. <laughs> like sometimes people's heart are in control of their life, and then sometimes their brain and mind are in control. But are you making rational thinking? Are you making emotional thinking? Uh, you know, which one is in control? A lot of times. You need one before you need the other. But sometimes people cannot have, they, they probably most likely will never agree on politics. But, you know, with everything that was going on in the world and still, you know, how are you feeling? What are you thinking about? You know, and you have to decipher, decipher, you know, who you are, uh, where you want to be at this point. What can I do to um, unlock my purpose? Even though you may already know your purpose, but you feel like you're, you know, you lost the name, uh, you know, you want to boost it up some more, you got to get with the right coaches like Rev D, who's going to really, really inject you spiritually with the growth, like, you know, I I got so many nuggets talking to her, I've been taking notes, I'm writing stuff down, you know, <laughs> so, uh, and what, what it is to me, Rev D, is a blessing to me because, you know, I've been running a few spots this morning, I've been up early doing my thing, so... God always seems to put people on this podcast that blesses me right at the right time, you know, and uh, I really appreciate you. I know we are local, but I kept you too long, um, but I really appreciate you. I thank you so much for coming on and sharing all these beautiful nuggets with the, with the show and the guests, and uh, yeah, man, I appreciate that. It was oh. my pleasure, and I appreciate it. Yes, and you can also find me on Eventbrite if you want to be a part of Gold Table Talk. So thank you, and may heaven shine upon all the listeners that are out there. And if you are ambitious and need a coach to get you there a little quicker, please look me up, Rev D 2020 Radical Gold Diggers. Thank you.